Welcome to 2.23am, the podcast. I'm Christine McDougall, and I'm delighted to have today's guest, Mark Rowland, join us. Mark describes himself as the red pill of his company, Rocketeer. Rocketeer is an experiment in working with communities of entrepreneurs to create outstanding happiness, innovation, and the lovely vitality that communities can bring. He's been given this opportunity through the wonderful generosity of Tony Shea of Delivering Happiness fame and Zappos CEO. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this wonderful exploration of a very early phase project around building communities of entrepreneurs. Mark is one of the most generous and and inspirational people that I've met in a long time. His energy comes across. uh, His vitality is... is, uh, is uh, amazing. He is literally transcending awesome. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are, if you would like to access the show notes, then please do so by going to blog.223am.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. It's a revolution. Welcome. Today I am very excited to be speaking with Mark Rowland, who is Chief Rocketeer of the Downtown Project in Las Vegas. Hello, Mark. Lovely to speak to you today. Hey, Christine. Likewise. So uh, I've given you the heads up on this, but the opening question for this podcast series is, what wakes you at 2.23 a.m.? And just to give you the context of this, it's, it's... it's metaphoric, uh, so I'm really, I'm really asking you to sort of think into uh, what is calling to you in those dark, quiet moments of reflection in your life at this particular time. Yeah. Okay, so for me right now in my life, um, I guess having gone through all the experiences I've gone through, um, for me right now, the thing that is is exciting me the most and tapping into my passion the most is seeing how I can help another human being unleash their full potential and be self-actualized and whatever that might mean. But not only a human being, but also a human being who is actually in a, in a company at work and then working with that company and trying to see how I can make every human being inside of that entire company um, self-actualized and unleash their full potential. But then it doesn't stop there. Right now, I'm also taking a whole bunch of companies in a community and seeing what might happen if if all of these companies inside of this one community could all be fully self-actualized, unleashed to their full potential, what, what might that community do? So right now, I'm just buzzing with tons of ideas and um, experiments and things I'd love to try and people I'd like to talk to and things I'd like to do within the community that I currently work in. Uh, to see if we can actually create a fully unleashed potential community uh, where everybody's fully self-actualized and all the companies are self-actualized. And uh, our little term for that is, is at the moment is uh, how can we transcend awesome? So that's what wakes me up in the okay. morning. Okay. So, and and you are in a, this is a peculiar, quite a peculiar uh 
um, that may not be the right word, but quite an exceptional sort of environment that you're in in the in the downtown project in Las Vegas. Can you say a little bit about that? Because not everyone will be familiar with 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 that particular project. Yeah, sure, happy to. Um, so I will. I only want one one clarification. So my company is called Rocketeer, and we have five people within our company, and our company serves the entrepreneurial ecosystem of Tony Shea. And for those of you that don't know Tony, he's the, well, he still is the CEO of Zappos. He's a billionaire and he's a quite exceptional person who has many of the same beliefs that I have and also wants to create uh, an amazing community. So my company serves all of Tony's investments. The major, the, mm-hmm. the major one right now is the downtown project, which I'll talk about. And that is Tony's personal mission to see if he can create an entrepreneurial, creative, innovative uh, community. He's invested personal, his money, $350 million minimum. There's more, I think, but $350 million of his own personal money has gone into uh, buying land, buying buildings, um, supporting businesses, creating opportunity where there was nothing in a really sort of downtrodden part of uh, downtown Las Vegas. So this was a place where there was, you know, two years ago there was nothing. There was empty streets, mm-hmm. um, there was violence, uh, there was lots of undesirables, there was empty buildings, um, lots of things being vacated. And he's gone in and actually purchased a whole heap of land and buildings and is now in the process of revitalizing it, the entire community. But doing it in such a way that it's hopefully going to be sustainable and creates uh, a very entrepreneurial, like I said, community-minded, happy, uplifted, positive um, culture across the, the whole community. Yeah. Now, this has never been done before in a private private investment. Um, so this is, this is all Tony's money. It's, he makes he can make all the decisions. He does it through, through a team of people. The downtown project itself has about 80 people working inside of it. So the finance team, the, 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 you know, the, the real estate team, the operations team, uh, there's a tech mm-hmm. investment arm, uh, creative arm. There's a music arm. There's yeah, it's it's kind of pretty pretty amazing. And it, just being just having the opportunity to actually be a part of this is what caused me and my my family to move from a very nice uh, house in the northern beaches of Sydney to the desert of Nevada <laughs> to want to be a part of it. <laughs> so it's um yes. it's, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. Wow, I, I, and I mean, what comes to mind when when you speak about just because you said all of Tony's investments, but when you speak about this particular downtown project, is that that there is uh, you know, that, that this is a sort of a, a, a wonderful and amazingly rich experiment. It is. I mean, I, I think of it as like a huge social experiment. Um, yes. An experiment, experiment's a good word to use because there is a lot of experimentation going on here. Not all of it's going to work, and we know that. But uh, yeah. Tony's, a very, Tony's one of these people that is very open to trying a whole heap of stuff. And yeah. things that work will be amazing, and the things that don't work, you let go. But you'll never, you maybe never find the jewel of, of what is truly, truly amazing and unique in the world unless you try lots of things. Yeah. And if you try 10 things yeah. and two, two succeed and eight fail, you know that's okay as long as you make sure you've you've reserved enough of your money to then really be able to capitalize on the two that you know are now going to work and put you know put resources into that so that they can flourish and that should therefore fund the other eight parts of your experiment that 
that maybe didn't work. And also being experimental as a scientific approach to it. So it's not just being experimental and just trying a whole heap of stuff. We're trying to, we're trying to apply as, as many metrics as possible and really take a scientific approach to this um, as, as much as you can in any sort of social experiment. Yes. Yeah, and so your your particular role with Rocketeer, can you can you sort of speak more about that and and uh, um, what you would see in say uh, the next couple of years as being uh, a, a really good uh, kick in the box that that you've done great work, you've transcended awesome. Cool. Yeah, we have. Okay, so Rocketeer. Firstly, I'll just explain the, how, we, how, how the name came, how we came up with the name. Yeah, so and, and the spelling, and the spelling, which is important. And the spelling, yeah, <laughs> yeah the spelling is important. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's Rocketeer with a K, um, so R-O-C-E-T-E-R. Uh, the rock, so the first, first three letters of the name are the really important um, letters. That forms an acronym, a number of acronyms that we, that we use as a measure of our success. So R-O-C is the acronym. Uh, that stands for return on capital, return on community, return on co-learning, and return on collisions. And we we wanted we really wanted that acronym, which is one of the most important acronyms for the downtown project, plus something personal for me that I think is, is is hugely important in my life, is how can we take these four rocks and allow a, a community to flourish. So mm-hmm. return on capital is a pretty obvious one. You know, you put money into into a, into a project, you want to try and see it have a positive return on investment. So that's the return on capital piece. But we don't look at return on capital at an individual company level as much as we look at it across the whole of the community. So, mm-hmm. for example, we 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 will focus on the, is the return, is, are we getting positive return on capital inside of the community more so than just individual companies. Um, then the return on community okay. is, I guess, overarching. How can we actually make a positive impact on, on this community? And our definition of the community is important because you can get in trouble if you don't define, I guess, the specific parameters and boundaries of what a community is and isn't. So in our definition of the word community in this context, it's more the all the, all the companies and all the people within the companies that are a part of our ecosystem. Not everyone okay. that lives in the geographic area of the community that we work and operate in, but more specifically, our primary community is the humans and the companies that form part of our sort of investment community ecosystem. And okay. then we slightly extend that a little bit by any other company or people that can have a positive impact on our primary community. But that's, that's our definition of, that's my definition of, of community in this context. Then okay. return on co-learning is essentially us realizing that within, within this communi- community that we operate in, there are a whole bunch of really amazingly talented people. Some are amazing at many, many things. Some are amazing at, at one specific thing. So one of the things that we're trying to do is really try and find out the potential that exists within the community and all the humans that we have inside of the community and let everybody else in the community realize that, hey, you know, this person over there is absolutely amazing at using social media to drive customer acquisition. And yeah. somebody else in the community may not be, but they might really need that. And then put the two of them together. And that's where we yeah. create positive return on co-learning. And we're, we're yeah. going to provide the, Rocketeer provides the platform to allow them to do that. And then okay. the final one is return on collisions. And that's where we, we are lucky that we have access to hundreds of people around the world 
that also have really either specific skills in a certain topic or general skills that have all said that they would be happy to volunteer some time to help the companies inside of our community. Now, some, some of them might just be like one hour. Some people may volunteer one hour a week for six weeks. We, we basically, we, we find out who these people are. We find out what their personality is like. We find out what their particular skill and passions are. We then match them with people inside of our community that have a, a similar personality profile, similar passion, um, but a, this, you know, the skill gap that this person can yeah. fulfill. And then yeah. we call that team our, our cloud team. So we have, a, we, have a, we have a ground rocketeer, which is like me and the other four people in my team. But then we have yeah. hundreds of cloud rocketeers that we can then have access to. And that's what we mean by positive return on collision in our context. We, we, can, we can introduce two people to each other and they will collide. They will meet each other. But it's, yeah. will there be a high-value high collision or a low-value collision? Yes. Right. We're going to try and maximize yeah. the value of the collision by doing a bit of pre-work for. So it's like a matching, yes. I guess a yeah. relationship matching thing. So that's our four yeah. rocks. So that's why yeah. rock formed part of our name. And the other reason why we chose Rocketeer was we really love superheroes. Um, we, I, I certainly love attaching icons to things and uh, finding talisman to things. I find it really empowering. So we really wanted a, a superhero-y type of name. So Rocketeer yeah. just lended itself perfectly. It's also a very action-sounding name. We wanted that. We wanted the teams to feel like they could, you know, we're actually going to help them to get, get from A to B really quickly. So now yeah. with Rocketeer as a name, we can we can apply things like rocket boosters, um, and have all sorts of really fun sort of terminology around how we can actually help them. And then the final reason why I chose Rocketeer was I really wanted a word that you could turn into a verb, so we can do Rocketeer ing, and Rocketeer ing is the unique blend that we bring, I believe, which is this combination of coaching, mentoring, training, facilitating, consulting. Um, everybody in my team has got quite a lot of many years of experience um, in a particular field. So they can do yeah. mentoring and they can do consulting and they can do training. But then we're also training the whole team in how to be a really effective coach. Um, yeah. And I think that unique blend of, of the coaching, the mentoring, and the training, and the facilitating, and the consulting is is really what adds that huge difference to what it is that we're trying to do. That's we really yeah. wanted a, a verb that we could use to describe that that blend, and that's where rocketeering comes in. Lovely. So we Very so good. just and, so yeah. taking taking yeah, a step ahead. out of out of that, we. Yeah. What Rocketeer is set up to do is to unleash the potential of an entrepreneurial ecosystem. We don't work with individual companies. We only work within, with an ecosystem. And right now, the ecosystem that we are working with is Tony Shares. Yes. But we could also work with other ecosystems around the world that have also got similar mentality of, of really wanting to do more than just maximize return on capital. But you know, look at look at it from a community aspect. Look at it from a people aspect, and really want to mm -hmm. unleash the potential yeah. within people and within companies. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, so we're not we're not just a traditional coaching consulting company that takes projects with individual companies. We only work with ecosystems, but then we try and maximise the value of the ecosystem by working with the companies within that. If that makes yes. sense. Yes. Lovely. Yes, it does very much. 
And, and so um, further to that question, uh, I, I sort of because I sort of packed the, 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 the original question with two questions. The, the transcend awesome in two years. You know what what kind of what kind of uh, um, well before I even go there. So what what are the what are the sort of things that you're doing on a on a daily basis? What are the what is what is it that you're applying to or working with the teams within this? community of the downtown project at this point in time okay so we we, we apply a i guess a, a cohort slash portfolio um approach to with 150 companies that we mm-hmm. we can work with okay and the really exciting thing that we have with these companies is that we are funded by the ecosystem owner not by the company themselves so for all okay. intents and purposes the individual company within the portfolio is not paying for our service, okay. which is really important because a lot of these companies yeah. could not afford to use 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 services by people like you know what we have in our team. Correct. They couldn't yeah. afford you know the five hundred dollars an hour to get to get someone with a lot of experience to help them with a particular with a particular problem that they're yeah. faced with. They just couldn't. They mm-hmm. didn't have the resources. Are, most of them are startups. Yeah. So the fact that we are funded by the ecosystem owner is yeah. you know true testament to Tony Shea that he's yeah. willing to invest money into Rocketeer to then help all of the, I guess, all the people and all the companies within his ecosystem to truly flourish, knowing yeah. that they, you know, individual, individually they just could not afford to have this service. So what yeah. we do is, one of, the, one of the things that we do is we, we look at the whole 150 list of companies and we've tried to allocate them to different buckets of potential, like, immediate returns that they're currently making versus... The, the potential growth in those returns that we could see in them, um, yeah. and we, we you know we, we put the companies in different buckets, and that just helps us to allocate which companies are we going to spend face-to-face time with, versus only give access to like face-to-face one-on-one time, sorry, as opposed yeah. to just doing a group group training exercise, a group coaching exercise, um, sending them some content in a blog, sending them giving them access to our web platform that has you know that has videos in there to try and teach them how to do certain things. Yes. So the companies, the companies that we will give, you know, real face-to-face time with, we separate from those companies which we can't really afford to give our face-to-face time with because the community as a whole would really benefit from us focusing our face-to-face time on this other group over here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the companies that we do the face-to-face time with, we are initially sitting down with them in a, with, with our coaching hat on and just asking them questions like, um, you know, what, what would make the biggest impact on your company or you as a human being right now? What are some of the yes. challenges that you're currently facing? What are some of the opportunities that you feel you could be striving for but you feel like you're being held back from? Um, yes. Is there anything emotionally that you're dealing with right now that you'd like to be removed? Um, we try and get into depending on the person and their openness to, to coaching as a, as a methodology, um, you know, we, we, we may ask questions that are, that seem to be very sort of high levelly business related, and then the, the, yes. the other side of it, we can ask very personal questions. Like, you know, yes. what are your beliefs around this, and how can we help you to change them? So we're doing sometimes just pure coaching. Other times yes. it's coaching with some mentoring. Um, the one modality that we try and do least of is consulting. Um, so yes. I guess our, our whole philosophy is. We're going to make the most lasting, impactful, timely change by coaching. Yes. But at the same time, 
I, I know, having been coached myself by a very good coach, that sometimes you just don't know the answer to the question you're being asked. And sometimes you need to be, you need to be trained in something because you just don't have a skill that you really need. Or sometimes you just can't see out of a, out of a particular situation. You've got no understanding of what the world could be like different. And that's where sometimes mentoring is very useful where we can say, you know, when, when I was faced with a similar challenge to you, this is what I did. And hopefully, hoping yeah. that that might, you know, really inspire them to think, think something through differently. Um, yeah. So our, our normal week is literally, well, every quarter we meet and we decide which companies within the portfolio are we targeting for this quarter, um, which ones we're going to give most face-to-face time with, um, which, ones, which, which training programs we're going to develop and create that we can share with the entire community, and then we'll allocate mm-hmm. our time and then we'll, you know, we'll each each of us, each of the five people in the team, will have a, we'll have someone that is the go-to person for that for that particular company. We'll go and sit down, we'll talk to them, we'll do the scoping questions, and then we'll try and see how we can best serve them either ourselves with our own time, or by connecting them with mm-hmm. other people in the community, or by connecting them with people in our in our cloud. Um, yes. And then the, I guess the, the really cool thing about us being completely independent, and I'll just explain that. So within within this within this ecosystem, they are asking for money. They're asking for funding. They yeah. you know they approach the Vegas Tech Fund for funding, or they approach the Small Business Fund for funding. Yes. Yeah. There's people there's people within the community that they look to to get money from. And I know I've been an entrepreneur that had to raise money. When you go and meet an investor, you put this really happy face on which is everything is fantastic I've got tons of opportunities <laughs> yes 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 I've got a few challenges but nothing major yeah. that's my investor face yeah. my reality face could be completely different to my investor face hopefully yeah. it's not but it could it could be yeah. Yeah. so because there's, because there's a separation and divide between Rocketeer has no, nothing to do with the funding nothing to do with yeah. who gets cash who doesn't get cash we're just there to help all the people within yeah. our community. And yeah. now they're starting to really understand that and the trust level is going up. You know, we are now getting right. people yeah. coming out to, coming up to us and saying, I just really need some help right now. I am feeling completely overwhelmed. I don't know how to don't know how to go to work in the morning. I don't know how to motivate myself. I don't know how to communicate with my team anymore. Um, you know, the world just changed and as a competitor came into the market or the funding I thought I was going to get, I now know I can't get and I'm feeling stressed that they feel comfortable now to come up to us and share those stories. And that's how we can make a really, a really big impact. Because oftentimes, yeah. they're the things that are repressed in people. They're the things that yeah. they don't share with anybody. Um, especially yeah. a young entrepreneurial community made up of people that is literally, some of this is literally their first ever job, is being yeah. an entrepreneur. Wow. And they've wow. flown from a different part of America to come to Las Vegas to be a part of this project and to, and to get access to this community and to get funding from the Vegas Tech Fund or the Small Business Fund. Um, yes. it, but they've left their family, they've left their friends. They don't have that support network. So we really wanted Rocketeer to be a place where they would feel safe to, to come and share these, their fears and frustrations so that we can hopefully help them to, you know, sometimes just help them realize that the world is, isn't quite as dark as what we thought. Sometimes it's to help them realize that their personal identity is completely different to the company's identity, and just because the company's failed doesn't mean they're a failure. 
Um, yes. Just helping them re- reframe a whole heap of stuff that's going on in their lives. And that yeah. is, that's one thing that's really important to me and I'm really passionate about. Um, we've had a few suicides inside of the community um, already, mm-hmm. which is, which is yeah. heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And we just want to make sure that we're at least a place where people feel safe to come to to, yeah. to talk about their challenges and fears. Yes. And, and I mean, this what you're doing in that piece that you just addressed there, uh, even from my background and my work for the last 17 years, the, the conversation, uh, particularly, I mean, in, in, even in, in sort of the corporate land, but let's just look at the world of entrepreneurialism, that, that conversation uh, that uh, in those moments, anyone who's walked that path knows that there are days when it's just like everything is just glowing and wonderful and then there are days where it's, it just feels hopeless and and yeah. you just don't know what you're doing and you question yourself and you think you're losing your mind and uh, yeah. and, and it can be painful and, and there's very little uh, either conversation around that um, and, and, and even more than that, there's often very little support for people who are going through those moments and and i really yeah. understand that it is a combination of both coaching and mentoring because to truly be with somebody in those moments you have to know the moments personally yeah. you know you have you have to you have to have sat there in the dark of the night and gone holy shit you know what am i doing <laughs> and and yeah. and is this should you know am i crazy should i you know quit and just go out and get a job and all of those yeah. things <clears throat> come up but everybody, even, I mean, even the entrepreneurs that we look to now as rock stars, and they probably still go through those moments. Yeah. Well, I did read one article one time which said the psychological makeup of an entrepreneur can lead to, you know, massive highs and optimism and risk-taking and, and uh, boldness and fearlessness and courage, but then exactly the opposite as well. Um, that yeah. it can lead to a lot of uh, fear and insecurity and, oh, my God, what am I doing? And, um, yeah. So I, I, know, I know just in myself and my own emotional makeup and psychic <laughs> profile, and, um, you know, I've had some huge successes in my career and I've had some miserable days as well. And sometimes in one day you can have, you know, 10 really exciting moments and 10 not-so-great moments, and it's just a roller coaster. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, and they don't have people to talk to, they don't have role models to talk to, they don't have they don't have yeah. enough mentors. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's certainly in America, for what I've noticed, and I've only lived here for a short time, but since the financial crisis, um, when a lot of traditional American businesses really had to relook at themselves, and a lot of people coming out of university didn't have a job to go to, it's actually created mm-hmm. this huge pipeline of people that chose to be an entrepreneur. Uh, because yeah. there just was no other choice. It was like, you know, be on the dole and, and get Social Security for, for a while or actually take control, come up with an idea, try and get funding and, and run with it. So there's been this mm-hmm. proliferation of, of young, very talented people becoming entrepreneurs, but without the life experience. Um, yes. And I think it's that imbalance that they have. Um, and sometimes they don't know. Well, I've, I've worked with a ton of people here that just don't know the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence and get the two of those confused. And they, right. you know, when you, when you believe that your self-esteem is conditional and your self-esteem is linked to the success of your company, um, you know, that's very dangerous um, for yeah. any, any human to, to sort of allow that to happen. So, yeah. we've, you know, we've been doing quite a bit of work on identity, on identity 
your identity, your different profiles inside of you, your different personalities that live inside of you, and how can you how can you bring the most appropriate personality to to the current challenge that you're faced with? And no one's ever had these conversations with them before. You don't, you don't learn this no. at school. You don't you don't learn how to no. manage your emotions at school. You don't learn um, what self esteem. You don't is learn it at business school stuff. either. No, no. I mean, there's. Yep. there's yeah. I was lucky, yeah. I think, that I, I realized that these things were important and I sought them out. I read books and I went to talk to people and I, you know, I, yeah. I spent a lot of money just developing myself to understand the whole heap of this stuff. But they don't yeah. teach at school or university yeah. or business school. So, um, yeah. so, yeah, so I think we're providing that missing link for the people within this community. And the thing that yeah. I'm seeing the most is we're now starting to get the positive word of mouth of the few people that we've touched and we've made, an, we've made a difference for and we've made an impact on and now starting to tell other people in the community, hey, you should, you know, you should reach out to Mark. He's really cool. You should reach out to yeah. Janine or you know, one of the other members yeah. of our team or, or Rocketeer's really cool. You should check, out, check them out. They're awesome. Yes. So we're now starting to see this, you know, that underground word of mouth and trust that's starting to come through that means that we don't yeah. need to really try and sell ourselves. Um, that the people in the community are seeking us out, and, the, and there's, yeah. a, there's a sort of a base level of trust that's been formed, where we're finding that now when we when we meet a team for the first time or, or a, an entrepreneur for the first time, they're starting to share share things with us that the you know the first round of people that we work with didn't. They're saying, you know what, I've got this limiting belief, even using those words, yeah. like that's just because we yeah, shared right, those words right. with people, <laughs> and yeah. then, you know it's getting into the language of the community now. Oh shoot! Yeah. What is what? What are my limiting beliefs? What is holding me yeah. back? Um, yeah. Oh my God! It is all. And I, I went to a Tony Robbins event a few weeks back, and one of the things I remember from that was Tony said that business and being a leader is eighty percent psychology and twenty percent skill. Yeah. Okay. And I totally believe that. So it's mm-hmm. you know we, we you know but you need to get for someone to be really open to work on the psychological stuff. There's, yeah. there's got to be a level of openness and trust for you to build a connection, yeah. for you to really get in there and help. So now, yeah. we, now we're finding that we're, you know, we're, we're starting to see that faster um, with the teams. And then there also, yeah. I, I, I hope, you know, that was one of, the, one of our rocks is return on co-learning. So it, it's our hope that if we can work, coach enough of the people within the community that they will then coach their teams or coach yeah. other people's teams yeah. And in essence, what we'll find, you talk about a two-year time frame. So within the next two years, I'm hoping that we've touched enough people in this community and made enough positive um, interaction and, I guess, change within this community. And we've spent enough time with them that the community effectively you know, helps itself. And mm-hmm. we're hoping that we will... You know, if Rocketeer goes into an entrepreneurial ecosystem, that really we should only really be there for two or three years to really work with the teams to embed this new psyche, this new way of communicating, this new way of looking at problems and challenges and, and psychoanalyzing and self-coaching. And, you know, that if we've been truly successful, it should really only take two to three years for us to not be needed anymore. Okay. And that's, you know, that's what we're hoping, that, okay. um, that you know, Two to three years from now, they'll just be helping each other. Okay, wonderful. That's that's a very um, very ambitious and and honourable sort of uh, aspiration to hold. So so I because the other thing that 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 would be very interesting to experience 
is that not only do you have you have this group of 150 entrepreneurial companies, people leading entrepreneurial companies. So one of the one of the dangers of our times now, I believe, in the world of, of startups and entrepreneurialism, is the comparisons that we can easily draw with some of the very uh, famous startups that do. Uh, go from zero to, to billions or get sold for billions in the blink of an eye in the time it takes yeah. from a baby to be born to, to uh, you know, learning to manage the toilet. That's how fast it's happening. And so you have not only this larger ecosystem um, of startups in the world and, and, and the it startups, um, but you, I can imagine that you would also have that within the ecosystem itself. You would have the, you know, I'm I'm waging away at my my particular startup in this community, and so how do you manage that? How do you manage the, this this sort of conversation of comparison? Yeah, no, it, I mean, of course, it does exist. Um, yes. Within. I know that I've, I've worked with a bunch of companies um, that are based in San Francisco, as an example, and you know that that is a particular geographic community of entrepreneurs that have extremely high expectations. Um, yeah. Some of the investors that I've talked to, they're literally, you know, and I try and make introductions for some of the companies that we're we're looking at to try and help them to raise money. Um, you know, they say, well, look, I'll only meet with them if there's a strong chance that they could be a one billion revenue company. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Right. Okay. So okay. We hear that a lot. It's like, yes. well, how, how many one billion dollar companies exist right now? Yeah. Um, you know, how yes. many? How many entrepreneurs? What, what percentage of startups would ever, ever, ever hit that? I mean, it's a very, very, very yes. low percentage. So I guess there's an element yes. of realism that you've got to apply to this as well. Um, this yes. particular ecosystem that we are we are working with, um, thankfully, because Tonisha is the I guess the figurehead of this particular community. And if anyone, if if, um, if you know Tony, you know he's not just focused on making money. In fact, his life yeah. story, if you read his book, was um, what's really driven him was the realization that you know when he was a, when he was younger. I mean, I don't like speaking to Tony, but it's in his book. And um, so, if I just summarize the book, there was a time in his life when he thought money was really important, and if he just was rich, he'd be really happy. And then he started a company and sold it for two hundred and fifty million dollars, and was rich, but then was miserable because yes. he, he ended up not enjoying going to work in the company that he founded, and that was mm-hmm. a, and selling it to Microsoft for two hundred and fifty million dollars, and then being miserable about it. So then he yes. he decided that you know there's more to life than having money. What was it? What was it that he really wanted in his life? And it was more about you know happiness, not just the superficial you know la la happiness, but the long lasting, deep deep rooted scientific definition of the term happiness which yes. is which is he summarizes it into four four main things it's believing that you're sort of you're in control of your own destiny um that you're part of something bigger than than just you so something with high purpose high meaning that really really yes. sort of attaches to all the passions that you have and the and what you want to achieve in the world uh, that you believe you're making progress so every day every week every year yes. you're sort of moving closer closer towards your goal and then finally, yeah. you're connected to people that are like-minded. Um, you know, you've got yeah. this—you've got this group of connected people around you, and that's, I guess, where culture comes yeah. in. Yeah. So because that's that's Tony's ideal, 
Um, yes. And Tony was obviously pivotal in, in hiring the people that now make all the day-to-day decisions that make this community a reality. Um, yes. That there is, there is a, you know, we, we, the guys at the Vegas Tech Fund or the guys at the Small Business Fund are always trying to find those people that are not just in it to make money. Um, they okay. want to right. also make a positive impact on the world, um, run a company yeah. the right way, have a positive culture, you know, enjoy what they do, passion in what they do. Um, so I think, I think I'm just very lucky that in this particular community, we have more, there's, there's far more people that are more like what, what Tony Robbins I know would call an artist. You know, they, yeah. they're just really passionate about what it is that they're doing and they want to, they want to bring it to the world. And it's, you know, it's this kind of desire inside of them to really, really want to share with the world this idea that they have or this vision that they have for, for whatever service or product or opportunity it is that they're providing, not just as yeah. a vehicle to make, to make money. Yeah. So I think that in and, itself and so, yeah. provides us with Go that ahead. benchmark. Instead of, it's, so I was just going to say, yeah. instead, of, instead of comparing yourself to the, yeah, I want to be the billion-dollar company, what we're trying to do is say to them, why don't you just compare yourself to, you know, look, look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, did I really, really, really do what I set out to do? Did I really follow my dream? Did I really try and everything I could do to achieve my passion? And then at the end of it, if all of that happens and you're still in business five, ten years from now, it's highly likely that you will be having a, you'll have an incredibly successful company that has millions of dollars of revenue, um, and you know you'll have achieved all your financial goals of your life. But not to not to sort of set out there with that as the intention. Yes. Yes. It's interesting because that uh, the 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 in my experience the 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 entrepreneur that starts from the ground of I'm creating something that is uh, bigger than I am myself and and, I, and there's a, such a high high connection to purpose and and the passion and the commitment around that that if that's not really present from the get go then the dark days are, are much harder because yeah. the dark days you have very little to come back to but when you're yeah. when you're continually coming back to something that seems to be far greater than self and has a story that's unfolding beyond and above who you are and and etc cetera, etc cetera, and has some yeah. level or aspect of service to uh humanity or service to community or whatever that is then it's it's much easier to 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 grapple with the darker days uh because this is bigger than self yeah and, and when that's and not there it's very very easy to abandon absolutely no i totally agree yeah. and the other thing i was just yeah. going to say we do we do use the figureheads we do we do talk about you know the the, the huge successes in the world um yeah and I, I personally think that's really really important as well um you know if you go back to you know when roger bannister ran the four minute mile uh, no one no mm-hmm. one thought that was even possible and then as soon as he did yeah. it, I think like five or six people within the next 12 months did it as well. Yeah. So I think it's always, it's always important to be able to say, you know, anything is possible. A guy could start a company in his garage at home and turn it into a billion-dollar enterprise in the age that yeah. we currently live in with the power of the Internet yeah. and everything else that we have around us. That is cool. That's, you know, that's, yeah. that is highly motivational. Um, breaks yeah. down a lot of barriers and challenges and limitations that people have. So I guess it's just trying to use those icons um, in a in a positive way rather than a you know a, a negative way and a feeling like you have to compare compete with them and, and be as good as them yeah. rather than just use them as a use them as a figurehead of, of anything is possible. Yes, yes, yes. So you know it's it's absolutely fascinating that that uh, you uh, you see that the, the company Rocketeer you 
is is that there's another step after downtown project, which is other communities. And so, are you yeah. mindful? Because I'm, you know, I look around the world and I go, okay, so where are those other communities? And because <laughs> well, there's not well, that many we've, out we've, there. <laughs> well, there's there's not there's certainly not that many downtown project like ventures in the world. Yes. No, yes. not at all. Yeah. Um, but what we what we said is is I guess at, at that level, the target for us would be. Um, let's say it could be could be a corporation. It could be a huge company that wants to okay. foster entrepreneurialism within its company, um, and wants yeah. to do it with the right reasons. Wants to do it to try and unleash human potential rather than just to make yeah. a buck. Um, yeah. that, that wants to create an entrepreneurial spirit. That wants to foster creativity and innovation inside of their company. And and in essence, because it is a corporation and these are employees, that is a community. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be that Rocketeer supports a company in, in the same way that, say, Techstars, which is like an incubator program here in America, yes. um, just you know just did some work with Disney. They're, they're creating an, yes. an internal incub- incubator for, for, for Disney. So Rocketeer could, could certainly work with corporate ecosystems, um, could yes. even work with government, a government um, ecosystem. Yes. Okay. So we've, we've been right. approached by a couple of um, state governments in Australia, sorry, in, um, in, in America, and one council mm-hmm. in Australia that wants mm-hmm. to create okay, something similar. Um, yes. They would, obviously, it's, it's, it's a looser definition of community when it's geography-based with a government than it is with an investment relationship. Um, but that yes. could be a client of ours. And, th- and then there's yes. also the, the investment uh, side of it. So Tony's quite exceptional in that he's one human being uh, that's using his own personal wealth to create this ecosystem. There could be other human beings in the world that want to yes. do something similar. Yes. And it could be philanthropic. Yes. It could be like the Gates Foundation. Um, could be, you know, could be Richard Branson. Could be a whole heap of people around the world that that want to really, you know, unleash the full potential of whatever community or ecosystem they have loosely yes. or, or not so loosely created. Um, and yes. then, in addition, it could also be an investment investment ecosystem, which is a private equity fund or a group of private yes. investors that have got, you know, fifty, sixty, a hundred investments. And again, yeah. they want them to help each other. They want yeah. them. They want to unleash the full potential of that community. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're not we're not just limited to purely working with an ecosystem that happens to to run a, an, an organisation similar to the downtown project because there's probably only three in the world. <laughs> and that's a very yeah. that's a very small customer base. Um, yeah. But we do you know we do we do believe that there's there's other like-minded people in the world that want to really create community through an entrepreneurial spirit through co-learning, through collisions, through community, through, you know, realizing that return on capital is also really important uh, for sustainability and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah we think, we think yeah. there's, there's, there's huge potential for a service like a Rocketeer, um, which uses that blend of coaching, mentoring, training, facilitation, and takes a community mindset rather than just an individual company mindset, which is very different. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And I mean, what I'm noticing in the world, and I'm sure you are as well, is that uh, even if we just look at startup communities, even where I'm from on the Gold Coast, uh, there's a, a very, very rich startup community both here on the Gold Coast and in Brisbane. And and they're held together at the moment loosely through someone who's convening community events and et cetera, et cetera. But the type of yeah. thing that you're talking about with Rocketeer you, you and I both know from our experience working in this sort of area with people that if if that type of offering was available uh, to, to within this within a community space 
it, 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 the multiples of of what would be possible uh, would be immeasurable. I mean, talk about transcend yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and and that's you know. So I'm just talking about my community. They're all over the world where there's people. Yeah. That are really that are really wanting to move into this space, and I think from a time and an evolution sort of arrow perspective of, of where we are in history, the 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 movement away from hardcore individualism and and the the sole heroic status to uh, actually know the way that we achieve things is by getting together with good people and creating together. Um, you know that yep. that is an awakening that I think is occurring at much higher degree of speed now uh, the illusion of the that that isolation individual soul thing yeah. is is rapidly deteriorating yeah i think it's definitely moving more toward a world of abundance than it is a world of control um yes and the other thing that i would share that drives me passionately for this as well is i think it was it was only a couple of years ago um maybe even less than that when the world's population was more in cities than not so more than 50% yeah. of the Earth's population is now living in a city than has ever yeah. it's never existed before in the history of the human race. And I, I can only yeah. see that trend continuing. Um, and at the same time, we have lost some of the community aspect just with people being more online, with people going to large shopping centers instead of small street shops. With, there's been a, there has been a loss of community. Yeah. But what I, what, I, what I believe is that through entrepreneurialism, through through companies, that we can actually make you know get those connections back again, um, and leverage yeah. technology. You know, not see it as an evil, but see it as a huge positive. And so that, that's one of the things, the really, really, really sort of high-level aspirational goals that we have for Rocketeer is that we can, in some way, support you know globally this movement to being more community-minded, to helping people, to believing in the law of abundance. Um, no, that, yeah, that's just that's definitely one thing that really, really drives me. And that what I've seen inside of my community here, uh, which has really given me a lot of a lot of um, encouragement for this, is we've we've now seen a couple of the companies that are separately funded. You know, maybe they've got Tony as a joint investor, but they've got money from other places. Actually, realise yeah. that because we've actually pulled them together and we've actually helped them to open up and be more vocal about what it is that they do and their strengths and their weaknesses, some of the companies are emerging. So we're actually now seeing this evolution of the community itself from 150 mm-hmm. separate entities to now seeing some of those separate entities actually come together and really leverage mm-hmm. strengths and create something even yeah. more amazing. Um, that yeah. Before, if, if this had been a separatist movement, if it was everyone was told to fend for themselves and it was survival of the fittest, that they just wouldn't have had the conversations that allowed these sorts of interactions to happen. And yeah. that's, I think that's truly amazing. That, and that, that yeah. gives me hope for the grander vision yeah. that, that we have for Rocketeer. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because in, within the community of 223AM, which has become a sort of a global community in its own right, um, it, one of the tools that, that we use, which I, I think on one level you're speaking into, but it's, um, it's called integral accounting. And, and in the community, we actually look at what we have in abundance including abundant scarcity, if needs be, around yeah. uh, six domains. And, and when everyone sort of empties their pockets and, and goes, well, you know, I, here's what I have in abundance. 
and here's what I have in abundance scarcity, you know, somebody else. Um, you, you will always find that within that community, what you need for the next step of your project is already present. Yeah, I and, believe and, that. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's where we work from. And so, you know, I may need to do a whole bunch of travel and you may have a gazillion million frequent flyer miles. Uh, yeah. Way more than you would ever likely use in your life. It's very it's, when you when you operate from that both abundant and community perspective, it's very easy for for, for you to say here have my frequent fire miles because in the next breath, you know I as the frequent fire mile um, uh, holder may need something that another person in the community has in abundance, and that's that's yeah. that that real the, the real um, opening to. Um, you know, it's essentially the old days you used to borrow a cup of sugar from your neighbor if you were baking a cake and you run out, you know, knowing yeah. that, that the next day, you know, they may give you something and it just goes round. It's this, it's yeah. this, uh, it's this place where there is always enough within the community if we begin from the place of actually, um, both abundance but also generosity. And and, yeah. and and that's been my experience of you, Mark. You know, that's when we first when we first met on a phone call. Just the generosity of your spirit was just overwhelming for me. It was just like here's somebody who is showing up from that place, um, which you know sets such a huge ben- benchmark for a community of practice. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally no. resonate resonate with everything you just said, and you know. Same goes with you. I had that same feeling when, when we first met. But yeah, it, it yeah. is a, it is a, it is a, it is a slightly different mindset to what a lot yeah. of people. I think the world is shifting to that, but it uh, yeah, needs yeah. a kick, needs a catalyst, needs change. And I'm really hopeful that the new generation coming through are, are very open to that way of thinking. Right? That's certainly yeah. my experience, anyway. That as long as long as you yeah. sort of give them some parameters and guidelines that they are much more open to, well, why should I? I don't think I should have to work. Why should I have to work? Why should I have to do that job? Why should I have to follow that rule? Why should... Just very open to exploring new possibilities and changing paradigms and things being different. Yeah. And if you sh- if you show them, and that's what you know, me and my team have been trying to do, just show them what you, you know, the value of actually giving without expecting anything in return and just yeah. being completely open to that mindset and believing yeah. in the world of abundance rather than the world of yeah. control and limitations. Um, yes. You know, I, I love the movie The Matrix, and we've, we, we, we use a lot of matrixisms um, in, the, in the work that we do and the quotes that we use. Uh, you know, I've just changed my job title now to The Red Pill. As a, as a I saw that on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so we're just I trying to... That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to let people, open, hey, this is how the world really works. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be the way that your dad told you it was or your grandfather told yeah. you it was. You know, that paradigm's gone, yeah. it's changed, it's different now. It's, uh, this, is, this is the reality. This is what you can yeah. get if you give. This is, um, and be open to you know, unlimited infinite possibilities. What, what would the world be like if you actually had that mindset? Um, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm certainly finding that some of the people that we're working with here have been very, very open um, to, to that, my friend, and they're really yeah. using it to their advantage. And they're the ones that are not, not clinging to a control mechanism, are not clinging to an identity, are just being more fluid and more open. And um, I think the world will hold infinite possibilities for those sorts of people, much more so than it will for the old paradigm. The world, I think yeah, yeah, we're, we're seeing a shift in the world at the moment. 
certainly, and, and from my experience, often how people shift that is through some form of crisis or breakdown when they realize, you know, and their moment of, of legitimate need that uh, around them is this unbelievable amount of support that was actually always present. It was just that it only became really obvious or apparent when when there was a, a, a an actual breakdown, you know, when when yeah. whatever happened, whether that's through business breakdown or health breakdown or relationship breakdown or whatever it is, that yeah. uh, um, you know that we are actually surrounded by people who will generally gen- generally and including strangers say, "Here's my hand, take it." Yeah. And um, and. Yeah, that's uh, quite honestly the 2.23 a.m. moment that I think a lot of people know is that that's the world that we want to live in. We yeah. want to live in a world where there is where there is care for each other and generosity and respect and and uh, and dignity of, of honouring fellow human beings for whatever their contribution is. Yeah. And uh, and that that's you know that's that's the world that that almost everyone I've ever met really truly wants. Yep. Um, that's, um, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just really, really, um, you know, really grateful, like hand on heart, grateful to to people like Tony Shea for realizing that and putting their hand in their pocket and making these things actually happen. Um, to yeah, be a, a, a figurehead for a movement to, to show people what is what is possible. It's, um, you know, I take my hat off to him to have that vision and back it up with the, with the funding. To, to see yeah. whether you know what, what would happen inside of this community, and could it be a blueprint for other communities around the world? Yes, and so there will be obviously. I mean, this is this is a, just a fantastic story that you're you're in the the early chapters of, and so I would imagine that there. I mean, it's inspirational. There's not just a book. There's a there's a video. There's a there's, there's a, you know all of that um, is is available from what you're doing. Um, Really, from a sort of that that incubation experimental sort of place, and here's here's where we started, and here's the the hope and the aspiration that we held, and here's also the ground of being that was set, which is this generosity and this this community um, frame. I know here's the learning that we had along the way, and the bumps in the night, and et cetera, et cetera. It's a beautiful story, even though you're you're are only in the early chapters. Yeah, no, no, it is. It's, uh, it's... <laughs> Incredible, and I pinch myself daily that you know this is this is my in inverted commas job right now. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of cool. Feels like yeah. you're changing the world and and living you know this, this I guess my, my higher purpose for my life and what I want to achieve in the world is is, is linked to this. Um, I feel like I'm using all of my passions, all of my skills and competencies is all coming to bear in helping all these people. It's um, you know, it's the most uplifted I've ever been in my life in terms of a career yeah. step. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's it's incredible. So very That's grateful. Fantastic. Yes, I get it. I get it. So just just um, for people listening, uh, what we're going to do in the show notes is have any links, uh, including uh, we'll make sure that we've got um, relevant links that Mark you might think is is uh, and books or anything else like that that you would like people to uh, sort of access. Sure. To continue to continue this story, um, and uh, so that will be available in the show notes uh, for this particular episode. And uh, as part of this 2:23 a.m. podcast, we will be re-interviewing you in about a year's time. So, oh, cool. 
Yeah, that's 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 part of the the um, this particular idea is to interview thirty or so uh, entrepreneurs from around the world, but re-interview them each year because there cool. there is a story that's unfolding, and and uh, at the moment, you know, I get that, that, that what wakes you at two twenty three a.m. is this burning um, passion, this that you're living out loud, and. Uh, so it would be really fascinating to step back into this conversation in a year's time. Cool. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to thank you very much for taking the time um, to uh, be with us today. And uh, and But even more importantly, I really wanted to thank you for the work that you are doing in the world. For We didn't even touch on how you got to this place. Um, but we'll include your LinkedIn profile or something in the in the links so people can see that. Um, but I really want to thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and the and the light that you are um, holding for others uh, to 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 move forward in this particular way. So a really deep bow of thanks for that thank and you. for who you are. Yeah, it just it's just it is actually awesome. There is no other word for it. <laughs> Transcending awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Christine. Yeah. And the yeah, same to you so, too. I mean, I think what, what you're doing is pretty amazing as well in building this oh, community and connecting people and, and being that. So it's uh, yes. high fives to both of us. How's that? And a high five <laughs> to both of us. I look forward to hanging out in downtown Los Angeles uh, <laughs> hopefully soon. Uh, thanks. Thanks again, Mark. We'll speak. Uh, we'll speak. No worries. Soon. If you want more of 2.23 AM, then you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or go to the blog of 2.23am.com. That's blog.223am.com, where you'll find articles and interviews featuring stellar guests from around the world, plus tools and resources and much, much more. Follow 2.23 AM on Twitter at twitter.com slash 2 underscore 23 AM. That's 2 underscore 23 AM. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash 0223 AM. Till next time, thank you for listening.